You're listening to Choose FI Radio. The blueprint for financial independence lives here. If you're looking to unlock the secrets to financial independence and early retirement, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and join a community of like-minded people who are getting off the hamster wheel and taking control of their lives in the pursuit of financial independence. Choose FI, your home for financial independence online. Okay, guys, today we have an episode planned that we've been wanting to do for a while. And one of the reasons I don't think we've done it up to this point is that it involves some strategy and we were trying to figure out exactly what we wanted to accomplish. So let me lay the groundwork for you here. This episode we want to call the why of Phi. We're essentially trying to make what people call in the business world an elevator speech for Phi, a way that you can succinctly communicate to someone else why you have chosen this path. And I think this is a very valuable conversation to have. I know that personally, I have found it a challenge myself to explain to someone what the heck I'm trying to do with my overarching life goals here. So this, what we're going to try and do today is take a little bit from all the different episodes that we've recorded up to this point and then turn it into a logical decision tree that we can use to present this concept to the outside watching world maybe as a gateway to introduce them to the world of financial independence. And I have Brad here with me in the studio. How you doing, buddy? I am doing quite well, Jonathan. Yeah, I think this is a really important episode. And I think, you know, when people get acquainted with Choose I, they ask, where should I start? And now naturally it could start at episode one, or we have recently started sending people to the Pillars of Phi episode, which is 21. And I think this should be right up there with the Pillars of Phi. So yeah, I mean, this is an important really framework for the entire why of Phi, as you said, you know, why, why would we choose this decision that to the outside world looks a little strange? And I use that word very tongue in cheek because to us, it's not strange at all. It's the right decision for our lives. And like we constantly say here, this is a superpower. And we would like to be able to explain why we feel that way. So I think the place we like to start on the Choose FI podcast, we have affectionately or maybe not so affectionately referred to normal life as the hamster wheel. So let me just take a second and describe what that looks like. If you do everything that society tells you to do perfectly, if you follow the the rule book as advertised by our consumer driven marketing culture, then you know it's your responsibility to go to a four year school, maybe go to grad school, get a $50,000 a year salary or more, maybe a six-figure salary. And whatever it takes to get that salary, you need to do that. So if it involves going six figures into student loan debt, you need to do that. When you get out, it's your responsibility to buy the biggest house that you can afford because you need to support our economy. And that is a surrogate marker that we use to identify someone that is considered successful in our culture. It's your responsibility to get at least one new car, preferably two. And you should also consider upgrading those cars every several years to reflect your ever-increasing rise through the ranks at work and to reflect the promotions and the raises that you've gotten. This is your way of showing to the world that you have made it. Don't worry about what the car is actually going to cost you in the long term. Just make sure you can afford the payments reasonably. Along with this, and going back to the house, it's important that you purchase the the biggest home that you can afford. That way you can grow into it. And along the way, uh, you need to make sure that you fill up all those rooms as quickly as possible. So don't worry. You're 
furniture stores will be more than willing to finance things for you at a 0% interest rate for the first 18 months with a balloon payment at the end so that you can get everything you need to fill up your house exactly the way it's supposed to look so that you can turn those pictures into Pinterest boards and you can impress your friends, your neighbors, your network with how perfect your house is and how closely it matches your neighbor's house. Maybe your, your house even looks better than your neighbor's house. And once you get comfortable with the car payment and you get comfortable with the house payment, and you realize you still have margin. You guys are really doing good. Your bosses have really appreciated the enthusiasm and the energy that you brought to the table and you got yet another raise this year. You've never made this much money before. The next thing is the boat. Go get the boat. Don't just get the boat. Get the wakeboards. Get the toys to go out in the water. You know, these are the things that you need and and the payments are affordable. Everything is so easy. You can have all of it. That's the ultimate goal to have a Facebook worthy life that everybody can get excited about. And when they see your house, they recognize that you have made it. And yeah, I mean, that is the quote unquote American dream that we see everywhere, right? You see it on HGTV. They push upgrading your house, buying granite countertops, moving into a new house. And even if the kitchen is fine, spend $60,000 to make it the best in the neighborhood, right? Like you, you hear all these things and you get accustomed to the fact that you quote unquote need these items. You need them to keep up with the Joneses or you need them to be happy, which is a really loaded thing. And and we're going to talk about that for sure in this episode. But there's a dark trade-off that isn't captured in that rosy picture. And the problem is, sure, you've been trading payments for all this stuff, but the trade you've really been willing to make that you didn't realize you were making was you have decided that you're willing to spend the next 20, 30 years of your life not pursuing your freedom but pursuing stuff because because of those decisions, you have tied yourself down for 20 or 30 years and now you're potentially on a 40-year working career so that you can afford it. So that by the time that you have achieved what you really wanted to do, which is to actually enjoy those toys, maybe that maybe that was it, you're now 65. And now this is finally, this is what our culture says. Well, now you're 65. Now you're allowed to go enjoy all the stuff that you spent the first 40 years paying for. This, what we're trying to accomplish today is highlight how broken that is and help you take a step back from it and say, what if I looked at the problem slightly differently? And I mean, this, the sad reality here is that, okay, these things might look wonderful. I'm not denying that. I don't doubt that having a Mercedes in your driveway and having a beautiful HDTV worthy house is nice, right? Or that it looks beautiful. But to me, it's the wrong priority in life. And just the sheer fact that you are working sometimes 60, 70 hours a week, maybe if you're married, both of you are working 60 to 70 hours a week to pay for this lifestyle that you're not living in because you're working all the time. It's this horrible, as Jonathan says, hamster wheel, that these things are sitting idle. Your house is sitting idle more than half the time. Your car is sitting idle 99% of the time because you're working all the time to pay for them. It's this just terrible, terrible negative feedback loop here, right? Like there's no way out, but that's what everybody else thinks. We have found what we believe to be this life superpower in Phi, and we believe it is a way out. And when Brad talks about Phi being a superpower, it's it's a reorientation. So what Phi does is we look at the problem, and the problem is how can we extract the most happiness out of this life? And in order to do that, first you have to be intentional with what actually makes you happy, and ask yourself, is being at work with a sixty or $70,000 boat sitting in your boat deck or your driveway for 99% of the year, are you happy with that trade-off? Now, 
in life, life is a bunch of choices. You have a, you have a limited number of choices and, and at the end of this limited number of choices, your time is up. So what Phi focuses on is we realize that money is not the ultimate objective. It's not ultimately what you're running out of. It's time. Time is the most precious resource that you have and everybody allocates it towards something and we want to tie our money and our time and invest in things that can bring us back the most happiness. And not only is this about happiness and reclaiming your time, but it's about freedom. It's about freedom to have potentially decades back in your life that otherwise would have been spent at a job that you may or may not like. This is not the anti-job show. This is not the anti-job community by any means. There are millions of people out there who get great satisfaction from their jobs, and that's wonderful. But what we believe in is having the freedom to choose what you do with your time and the freedom to either make money or not as you see fit, right? Like what you love to do might make money, and that's wonderful. What you love to do might make zero dollars going forward, and that's fine too if you're already at phi, if you've been pursuing this path. So to me, it's really gaining your freedom, and then you have the wonderful opportunity to focus on the things that matter in life, which to me are relationships and a true focus on what makes you happy, what makes you get out of bed in the morning, even just the little things. Like yesterday I was singing songs with my daughters and like something minor like that, I was reflecting on my day and said like, what was the best thing I did today? And it was the 10 minutes that we sat around Amazon Prime listening to pop songs and singing together. That was just such a cool thing. And I was able to do that in the middle of the day because I have reached Phi and I am at home with my daughters during the summer. And it's just little things like that, that like that just simply wouldn't have happened if I was at my job till five o'clock and then had to commute home and I would have been exhausted and rushing around and would have had to have eaten dinner and et cetera, et cetera, that you just don't have time for that. It's focusing on what makes you happy and what you enjoy out of life. So I think my essence of the why of Phi is precisely that. It's not about what you hate in life. It's not about running away from something. It's running towards something. It's being intentional about life, not just grazing through it. And when you apply some intentionality to everything, to your spending decisions, to your earning decisions, to how you allocate, as Jonathan said, your most precious resource, which is your time. When you actually focus on these things and apply some intentionality, then you can determine, okay, what do I get out of this life? What do I enjoy out of this life? And that's the focus that is essential and is so sorely missing from everybody else's life. I mean, most people just are barely making it through the day, complaining about how rushed they are, how stressed they are. And, and that's legitimate because of the life that they've created for themselves. This keeping up with the Joneses mentality of buying expensive cars, going on expensive vacations and buying a McMansion and just all these things that like don't really add to baseline happiness. And unfortunately, once once you're into that, it is very difficult to unravel if especially if you haven't seen the light, if that's just what every single one of your neighbors and friends and family members do. And fortunately for the members of the Phi community at large, we have found a different path. And and, you know, that is what we're trying to highlight here. And we've kind of landed on the term of drifting, which is one that we got from Dominic Cortuccio. And this was episode now 33, Design Your Future. And he co-opted that from Napoleon Hill's book, Outwitting the Devil. 
but it describes this idea of just passing through life. Essentially, when you look back, you just wonder where it went. And so there's some questions that I wanted to put out there to help you think about whether or not you're happy or excited about the life you're currently living. And maybe this will prompt you to think about whether or not you'd be open to pursuing a slightly more optimized path. So these are just, when I was thinking about what grazing looks like, these are some questions that came to mind. One, for, for those of you that are on a similar nine to five like, like I am, do you work every other weekend? And are you okay working every other weekend or maybe every weekend for the rest of time? Do you crave those two days that you have off just to recapture some of your sanity? And when you have those two days off, do you sometimes just feel like all you have time to do is laundry and general home maintenance? Are you essentially just folding clothes, mowing your lawn and putting up laundry? Does it stress you out when friends or family ask you to do something with them because you realize that you only get about a week off each year that you can allocate to anything you want. And there was so much you wanted to accomplish, but you have no time for it. And you have this constant feeling of guilt that you have to come up with a creative or clever way of saying no, even though the most obvious thing is you just can't take time off work. Do you sometimes feel like you never see your kids and they just are growing up and you're wondering what happened because they're five inches taller than the last time you remember seeing them? Does every day feel like deja vu because you've just been doing the same thing over and over and over again and it's a lackluster experience that brings no joy into your life? Do you have this feeling, this chronic feeling of fear that you're falling farther and farther behind your ever building load of to-do list and metrics and you can never catch up and when you finally get your inbox to zero, the next day it's back up to 600 emails? Brad, that depresses me just to think about, and I identify with that very closely. That that feels like that's an impending reality for me, and I know it is for many other people. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, that typifies tens upon tens of millions of people's lives in America. And yeah, that's just the sad reality. I mean, we go through life, as you say, drifting, and it's hard to imagine a way out because you have such limited time. You are working constantly. You are, as you said, on the weekends, you're rushing around trying to do laundry and mow the lawn and and do this and do that. And I mean, what do you have? You have maybe an hour at night to sit in front of Netflix and just kind of veg out, right? I mean, that's sadly what most people's free time looks like. And it is hard to get out of that because you don't have the time, energy, or even resources to figure a way out. And I think that really is a sad reality for so many people. All right, guys. Now, this is not a show where we come to depress you. I would not tell you all this if we did not have a solution. So th- that's a reality. I-, I don't think that it is unreasonable to say that many people feel that way. That's that's not a stretch. But when you think about it, the other half of that picture is, in many cases, the people that are feeling that way have the $60,000 car. They have the 3,500 square foot or 4,000 square foot home. They have the boat in the garage. They have the timeshare. They go to the nice restaurants twice a week. And in many cases, their first thought is, well, I need those things to make up for how miserable I am when I'm not actually able to use those. But you can pause on that and you could say, what if instead of purchasing stuff to make up for your general unhappiness, you could just focus on how to purchase your happiness. Like go straight to the source. And what if there was a way that you could get the best of both worlds? In the FI community, we started with that question. And then we have built a system, a replicable system to allow us and to allow the people that grab onto this concept to get the best of both worlds, to pursue happiness. That's our that's our focus. Yeah, and while that entire setup sounded sounded really negative, we believe in the exact opposite. We believe that Choose FI and the FI community in general is the 
epitome of an optimistic message. And that's what we're going to try to explain to you step by step here today, just from a real high level. And we certainly have talked about real specific details over our 60 plus episodes to date. But we, again, want to make this kind of like the elevator pitch, the the why of Phi. So Jonathan and I are going to go step by step through that decision, how we personally made the decision to pursue Phi and how you could, too, no matter where you are. I don't want anyone to get the impression that Phi is only for a select audience or for people who have made all the right decisions or make a lot of money. It's This is for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, how much money you make, how many quote unquote bad decisions you may or may not have made in the past. This is about moving forward and just making progress one step at a time. So I think it is the, again, the epitome of a positive message. Okay, so now we're at the point where we're ready to show you the game plan here. And it goes back to this idea that you have a limited number of choices, but fortunately you're hearing this now. You didn't hear this 10 years from now or 20 years from now. So this is this golden opportunity for you to make a change right now that can result in you absolutely crushing this game. Your 10-year future self is so grateful to you that you heard this message and you got excited about it and you took the next step. Take that as an accomplishment, no matter where you are, just the fact that you were willing to take 20, 30 minutes and listen to this and then take that next step and take action. And my friends, it's all about this next step, which is taking action. So the conclusion that we came to in the FI community is that instead of purchasing stuff, which we are very skeptical of stuff's ability to make us happy, especially if it's in a vacuum where we have no relationships, where we have no time to spend using that actual stuff, where we have no time to invest in our friends and families. We're skeptical of stuff in general. So instead of putting all of our money into that, we have put our money into purchasing what we call the magic money-making machine. And this is not some sort of pyramid scheme. This is just you moving from being a consumer of the economy, which is what most of the world is, to an owner of the economy. And we focus on what we call the simple path to wealth, which is where you massively increase your savings rate far beyond the 4% that you are getting to get your match with your employer. You push that savings rate up to 20, 30, 40, 50. We know people that are saving 85% of their paychecks and you put as much as you can into your investment vehicles. And we have actual episodes that we talk about how to go about that. We're going to save a little bit more of exactly what episodes to start with for another episode. But for right now, we focus on getting as much money as possible into investment vehicles so our money can start to earn money for us. And once you do that for a long enough period of time, and and really it doesn't have to be very long, 10, 15 years if you can get your savings rate high enough is plenty. At that point, you have enough money set aside that it starts earning money for you. It's this amazing circle where instead of you only earning money while you're at your nine to five, it's actually earning money 24 seven, you know, around the clock. And it's working way more efficiently and it's working with way more intensity than you ever did. So the point is you need to get here as quickly as possible. And you can never do that when you're living paycheck to paycheck. It doesn't work that way. You're not gonna go to 7-Eleven and pull out your lotto ticket and get your million dollars. I'm sorry, my friends, it's not gonna be you. It's gonna be somebody else. So you need to come up with another tool. There are very few magic bullets when it comes to building wealth, but there are ways that you can get rich slowly every single time. And what we have done is find out all the different ways that you can do that. And instead of maybe just picking one or two haphazardly, we focus on building systems to allow anybody to achieve this goal. So 
It starts with you recognizing that you don't know what you don't know and being willing to put the time in to learn that stuff and immerse yourself in it. And our goal is just to lower that barrier to entry and give it to you in bite-sized pieces that you can digest and then look for the next thing. And we just want to hopefully help point you to that next thing. Yeah. And when you hear about this, you hear Jonathan said potentially 10 to 15 years that you could basically save up enough money to retire or to have financial independence is how we really like to look at it. And I mean, that might sound absolutely crazy to you if you're just listening to this for the first time, but it really, it's just about the math. It's about your savings rate. So there's a wonderful article that we'll link to in the show notes to this episode, which is called The Shockingly Simple Math Behind Early Retirement. That's at the website, Mr. Money Mustache. And that is one of the kind of pillar articles of this entire FI community. And I know it's one that opened my eyes to really how simple this is and how it it truly is just about math. And the thing is, when people hear about concepts that they've never come across before, instantly they're uncertain. They think, is this a scam? Is this for real? I mean, why have I never heard of this? And, you know, I think one important thing to remember is many times when you hear something kind of crazy, people are selling something and they're trying to make some money some way from you or there are some investment vehicle that's loaded with fees or, or just something, something crazy that's going to get the salesman rich and really impoverish you. And Phi is the exact opposite of this. I mean, we have nothing to sell. We have no vested interest in you doing or not doing this. This is just something that we have found and both Jonathan and I have really taken a hold of. And I personally have reached Phi. So I can tell you definitively and I could get my kids on the podcast and talk about how much time they spend with me. And that just wouldn't have been possible had I not found Phi. Truly, this is not about deprivation. So, you know, you hear a lot about frugality and, you know, you read some of the things that people do and it, it, it sounds kind of nuts. And that is not what we're about here at all. It's to me, this is just about making smart choices, just optimizing your life a little bit. And I know myself personally, like I save, let's say, between $1,500 and $2,000 per month over what really everybody else in my general vicinity, and that's obviously painting a broad brush, but what many people in, in our general vicinity pay on just a few things. It's, it's the big line items. It's the house. We intentionally chose a dramatically smaller house than we quote unquote could have afforded. My wife and I both drive 2003 cars that have well over 100,000 miles on them. We have a cell phone that costs $15 a month, and that's it. We're not spending $100 per person per month. We cut the cord here, so we're not spending $150 to $200 per month on our cable and internet. And I mean, just those four things, and one of the big items also is food. My wife is a wonderful cook, and my wife has figured out a way that she can save time while still cooking delicious healthy, really gourmet meals and save a boatload of money. I and mean, we approximately spend $2 per person per meal on our food. And our food bill is hundreds upon hundreds of dollars less per month than many of our friends. So, I mean, just with those couple of items, that is really almost $2,000 a month. That's $24,000 in a year just by making a couple smart choices. We still live this wonderful life of abundance, but what we do with that money, instead of just blowing it frivolously, we're saving that for the ultimate luxury, which is, as Jonathan said, buying that perpetual money-making machine. So we had been diligently saving for 
really our entire lives since we're in our, our late 30s now. And we had started when we got out of college and we certainly have gotten better at our savings since then. But it was all in the goal of getting to this financial independence number where we could then choose what we do with our lives because we have this pot of money that will spit off what essentially is income every single year for the rest of our lives. And that is the ultimate luxury in life. And I'll just say for me, I've always considered myself a reluctant frugalist. In fact, we got mentioned on Forbes several weeks ago and they said that I have a love-hate relationship with frugal living. It's 100% true. Savings for savings sake doesn't cut it for me. It never has. It wasn't enough. I'm the spender. And many times out there, you, you hear people say, go ahead and spend that money now because tomorrow you could die. But I want to flip that on its head. And the reason that FI appeals to me so much is because you were born to do more than pay bills and die. And that first line, it sounds so good. It's a great bumper sticker, but it has you tied to the hamster wheel because when you're spending everything now, you can never purchase that magic money-making machine that we prefaced earlier. With that reorientation, the most important thing you can do is find a way to break the hamster wheel and reclaim your time. And now that time is a tool that you can put in your back pocket you get to explore what actually makes you happy with that time because the best years of your life are no longer tied to your nine to five. So first of all, when you finish this episode, if you're just so excited about this idea and you want to go right into it, go check out the article that Brad mentioned, The Shockingly Simple Math of Early Retirement, which will be in our show notes. Also, go listen to our other episode, The Pillars of Five, which is episode 21. That'll lay out for you the 10 easiest levers that we have found to accomplish that goal of racing to your FI number and achieving this goal. And so the Pillars of Fire would just be a great way to learn about some of these concepts. And we have tried to do our best to guide you through this process. But really, you know, if this is something that you think can transform your life, we have tried to make these episodes build on top of each other. So if you have the time to invest, I would just highly encourage you, just really go back to the beginning, listen to every episode. And if any episode appeals to you and you want more about that episode, go ahead and listen to the roundup, which comes that Friday. And you'll get to hear our particular takeaways on that episode. And also that brings in the community's feedback and you'll get to hear other people's questions about that episode, how they responded to it. So we have tried to build this platform that will take you to a PhD level of five in a relatively short period of time, but it doesn't start there. It starts with the building blocks that you need to accomplish this goal. But once you are at fight, for me, going back to that idea of I can't do savings for savings sake, I need to know what's on the other side. And we talked about recapturing your time, but it's more than that. When you really dive into it, retirement, a lot of times we focus on retirement. Retirement is optional, but FI gives you the power to choose whether or not you want to continue to work. And you can make that decision no longer based on how you're going to afford your boat payment or your second car payment, but whether or not you're enjoying your work. And I think ultimately that not only gives you more power at your job because you're operating from a place of strength, but it has the possibility of actually allowing you to enjoy your job more, or it may make you hate your job, but it will actually peel back all the other cords that work has attached to you. And you get to decide, am I doing this because I love doing this? Or was I just doing this to put food on the table? And then you can make a choice that really is in your best interest. And if you decide that that is continuing to work, how much happier is that, that you know that you're there because you love what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, clearly this is, in my opinion, it's not about hating your job. That has nothing to do with it. Sure, many people hate their job, many people love their job, that's fine. It's what's gonna happen to most people who are living paycheck to paycheck is they're gonna wake up 40 years from now and they're gonna have really nothing saved. 
They're going to have no security. They're going to have no power in their life. And they're going to feel stressed and worried. You hear that all the time. The 67-year-old who has $4,000 saved up and doesn't know what they're going to do with their lives or how they're going to ever retire. Well, I mean, to me, that is absolutely crazy. And it's just a sad reality of so many people's lives because they didn't take the control. So it's just really simple. You can live paycheck to paycheck and never have control of your life, or you can just start saving money. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to start tomorrow and save 70% of your income, because that might sound absolutely ludicrous to you, but you can start increasing your savings rate tomorrow. You can make these simple, optimized choices that with that goal in mind of your freedom and again, pursuing that perpetual money-making machine, right? Like if you reframe the choice from, oh, this is, I'm depriving myself by being frugal or, oh, I could never live like that to I'm saving up to buy my freedom for decades. What could be better than that? So, I mean, it's always about that reframing and, and that is essential for you to remember. And what do you do with your life when you realize that money is no longer the driving force because you have enough of it for eternity? It changes the equation. Do you volunteer with your time because that's what makes you really happy? Do you do a side hustle that in the past you were worried wouldn't make enough to support your family, but now you can do it without the restraints and you're operating from a place of strength? Whatever that is, there are many side hustles that that I can get excited about. And there are many of them that you do not to make money, even though money may be a metric that tells you that you're making progress. But how cool is it if you can do it without the financial pressures of how you're going to keep the lights on and feed your family? It allows you to then say, is there a way to maybe make your job more enjoyable? Maybe you can go to your boss and Brad, this is something you've mentioned and say, you know what? I like 70% of what I do, but I despise the other 30%. I want to focus on the 70% that makes me happy. Maybe you can carve out and focus on the things that really make you happy. And you can now do that from a place of strength because you don't need the job anymore. It's a bonus. It's it's extra. It's not how you're feeding your family. Yeah, it's amazing how when the power dynamic switches in your life from absolutely needing that job every second and being petrified that if you got fired or there were corporate layoffs or something that you would lose everything, right? Like so many people are living on that knife's edge where they have maybe a two to three month runway if they're lucky, that if they did lose their job, that their entire life would collapse in just a few short months. How stressful must that life be? And that is the ultimate nightmare scenario. It's about that power dynamic that, like Jonathan described, it's amazing when you go into the head of your department and you're already at FI or you have, let's say, 10 years of expenses saved up and nothing he or she could do to you would greatly imperil your life, how much power you have in that situation to say, okay, I add value to this company. I like doing these things, but I don't like working 60 hours a week. I don't like going to these mindless meetings. I don't like filing TPS reports or some some nonsense, right? That unfortunately is the reality of many people's jobs. Well, this is what I want to do at my job and I add value and really, okay, if this is not going to work, I'm going to put in my two weeks and you'll be amazed at what kind of bending over backwards you'll see in many instances. Obviously, I can't promise that in every instance, but at that point you have you have that money. We call it affectionately here, FU money. 
And and that's really a good way to look at it is you have the power. That's what FU money really means. Yeah. And Brad took the baseball bat to that fax machine a long time ago and I stole the stapler. (laughs) Some of you get that. Some of you didn't. If you didn't (laughs) go look it up. (laughs) We try to keep it light. Okay. (laughs) Lastly, final point here. Well, maybe not even final point. Who knows? Brad and I can talk about this and have talked about this for hundreds of hours, but you can become location independent. You can live somewhere that maybe in the past you were worried wouldn't allow you to earn a living because you no longer need income. You you no longer need a W-2 paycheck. You have that thing figured out. Now, I, will, I would counter that by saying that once you no longer need the W-2 paycheck, you will find that without that restraint on your back, that chain, you are going to find many different ways of actually earning the income. But it's cool that you no longer need to make choices about where you live based on whether or not you're going to be able to find a job. Yeah. And I think what Jonathan is painting the picture there is, is flexibility, right? And, and that is a cool aspect of life that so many of us do not have, right? We have no flexibility. We need to get up, go to our work, pay our bills and just rinse and repeat for decades, right? So you lose any bit of flexibility and unfortunately you lose the wonder of life to, to try new things because you have no time and you have no resources. So again, if you can just do these optimized things and just live a little bit smarter, live a little bit differently and focus on that savings rate. It's this force multiplier because everything gets better. You can take the time to focus on what makes you happy. And I want to really reiterate this. That is the essence, in my opinion, of Phi, is that you have the time and resources to focus on what you actually want out of life. So that's the reason. This is not about depriving yourself. It's, you know, some people hear that originally like, oh, they're saving 50% of their money. They must be depriving themselves. And it couldn't be further from the truth, in my opinion. It's about gaining what matters in life. And if that's not the why of Phi, I don't know what is. So just as kind of an end cap on this, there are an infinite number of ways to tackle this journey to Phi. And we're not dictating to you exactly what choice you need to make. Uh, If your income is high enough, you probably could just focus on intentional living and tax optimization. Uh, You can focus, if you have a low income, you could focus on a side hustle. You can focus on extreme frugality or just frugality in general. You can focus on real estate. There are a million different ways to tackle this journey and we're not telling you which one you need to pick. But what we are doing is exploring each of these, exploring the perimeters of the choices that other people have made and using them to paint a picture that you can then select the levers that you want to pull to ultimately reach this goal of five. That's what this whole story has been about. And if this excited you, if this piqued your interest, go ahead, take that next step and go check out the pillars of Phi. And then if that excited you, maybe you just start at the beginning and just work your way through. I think that that is going to be an extraordinarily valuable use of your time. If you get so excited about that and you have questions that you want to pour into this and get feedback on your specific situation, join our Facebook group. We have over 2,600 members there and it's it's doubling every month or two. And This is a place where you can get feedback on your specific situation. The conversation continues week round with hundreds of active threads. So I think that'll be a valuable resource for you. This podcast has been downloaded over a million times just within the last six months. The fire is spreading, my friends. We're glad you're here and we hope you'll join us next time as we continue to go down the road less traveled. You've been listening to Choose FI Radio Podcast, where we help middle-class America build wealth one life hack at a time.